Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Let's begin the Sour Z News with a $100,000 a month nanny. This is crazy. Wild guess who it might be. Jay-Z yeah, and right. Beyonce. No, actually, no. It is Kim and Kanye. Oh. oh. I know. Um, it's a lot of money. How many nannies? It's a lot of money. 100000 a month. Three kids. Um, it's nuts. I guess they are uh, really draining their bank accounts by spending all this money. It's $1.2 million a year. Come on. They can afford it. I mean, Kanye made $27.5 million just last year, and Kim raked in another $67 million. So that's $94.5 million in 2018. And if they spent $1.2 million on that, that's only 1.3% of their income. So, I mean, they can easily afford the $100,000 a month. I always wonder <laughs> about their nanny situation because they they do a lot. Like, they're working and stuff like that. So I feel like they have to have someone at the house 24 hours a day, wouldn't you think? Well, yeah, and and putting this into perspective, I mean, think about how much you spend on child care. And I know what I spend on child care and have for a very long time. Because mm-hmm. even at 17, Jacob requires child care. So if you make $100,000, your household, 100000 that's $1,300 a year on child care for three kids. That's nothing. Oh, yeah, that doesn't seem like much That's when you put it in like that. when you put it in, you know, that perspective. So I am For sure. For 24-hour care, too. Wow. Right. And I am sure that they are, hi- they're not hiring some high school kid that doesn't have any experience. They're hiring, like, women who've gone to nanny school. Oh, <laughs> wow. Why didn't you say so? Degree. Nanny school? Is that all I have to do? And nannying, you know. Oh, okay. I mean, it is their world. I see. Right? <laughs> so quality people they're hiring. What you were know we it. thinking? I know. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Are men losing their touch in the bedroom? Pamela Anderson thinks so. And she blames porn and PlayStation. Pamela Anderson has been on an anti-porn platform for a while now. And yesterday she tweeted, the worst lovers watch porn. (laughs) Numb, desensitized, needing more and more variety, even violent. Uh, She says, she goes on to say, porn is not what love looks like. Brave and radical men who read and who are engaged in the world are sexy. Vegans make the best lovers. It's proven. Well, if Pamela Anderson says so... She would know. Who would write? Who would dispute that? Right. Uh, as for video games, she says they give us... Uh, she gives guys empty head disease. Empty head disease. She adds, mm. we've lost many good men to this. Gone <laughs> and no return. So there you go. Yeah. Pamela Anderson is on the record. Well, thank you, Pamela. Got to take a break, though. There's more E-News coming up. Even though they lost, the Saints could still play in the Super Bowl. Will they? There's more to come next on Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, yeah, I missed the Saints game. Did you see, but did you oh, see this play? Yes. Oh, did. it was horrible. I cannot believe they missed the call on this one. It uh, basically... It, the, the the call was so bad. It was a non-call, actually. 
should have been, there were two missed calls within the call, pass interference and then helmet to helmet. So at the end of the game, if those, if those two calls or at least one of them would have been, would have been called, then most likely the Saints would have won the game. So there is a rule on the books, an obscure one, but it's still on the books that would give NFL commissioner Roger Goodell the power to change the outcome of that game and send New Orleans to the Super Bowl. No way. Because of that botched pass interference call. Yeah. Hmm. Rule 17, Section 2, Article 1 says. Ah, uh, yes. I'm familiar. <laughs> the commissioner has the sole authority yeah. to investigate and take. All that time you've been reading that book, you finally learned something oh, about yeah. it, huh? Yeah. Corrective measures, if any calamity occurs in an NFL game, yep. which the commissioner deems so extraordinarily unfair or outside the accepted tactics that such an action has major effect on the result of the game. He should do that. You know, always feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You know how you, you, know how you get people more involved in the NFL? You do something crazy like this. Article 3 adds the commissioner's powers include the reversal of a game's result or the rescheduling of a game, either from the beginning or from the point at which the extraordinary act occurred. Imagine if they were to get both teams back in uniform and back on the field just to play the last couple minutes of the game. That would be awesome. That sounds reasonable. I know, right? Well, weren't they on, like, what, like the four-yard line or the five-yard line or something when this whole thing went down? It was crazy. Saints coach Sean Payton says the officials told him they blew the call and Rams defender um, Nickel Roby Coleman admitted he committed pass interference because he was beaten on the play. So so why in that event would then the NFL commissioner not intervene if the refs themselves and their superiors said they blew the call? Because you know what? I mean... Aren't blown calls just part of any sport, really? Mm. I heard some conspiracy. Sorry to interrupt. Was this not a circumstance where the coach could challenge the call? Well, it's a non-call. I don't think you can. No, you can. I don't think you can. It was a non-call, but I don't think he could challenge it because I don't believe you can challenge within the last two minutes of the game. And there was only like a minute 40 or something left. It can only come from the booth. Something like that. Yeah. I see. I think. Um, But I heard some conspiracies that were talking about how they want the L.A. Rams to be in the Super Bowl because that is a team that has a lot of money. That follows it. Like, you know, a lot of people in L.A. have a lot of money. Hmm. So the NFL looks to make a lot of money by them staying in that situation. Yeah, because between Boston and uh, Los Angeles and the. Yes, you have both coasts. The heavy hitter fans that support those teams. Mm -hmm. That's just a conspiracy, though. But the NFL. The market sizes of those cities. Sure. They're going to talk about the possibility of making calls reviewable with coaches challenges in the offseason. So. It would have made this obvious call correctable, but 
you know, that could open coming, up a yeah. big can of worms for most judgment calls where there's a lot of gray area. Hmm. But man, people in New Orleans are not happy. Yeah, I'll bet. Oh, they're so yeah, they feel robbed. Well, Harry Connick Jr., you know, he's from New Orleans. Huge Saints fan. He, oh, just went on a rant. Did he? Oh, yes. <laughs> and he is so sickened. He's boycotting the Super Bowl. Mm. You know how much it costs to attend the Super Bowl? It is not cheap. If you're like most people, you'll probably never be able to afford actually going to the Super Bowl. But CNBC tries to take a stab at figuring out how much it costs. You know, there are a lot of variables, including fluctuating ticket and lodging prices, not to mention the travel expenses, depending on where you're coming from and how much you're going to pay on food and entertainment. But here's, here's what they came up for this year's big game. Uh, getting into the game could cost you anywhere from 3400 to $16,000. Wow. I can tell you this. As of, as of last night, Tickets on the secondary market were going for between $3,800 and $35,000. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What's the most you've ever paid for a ticket to something? Uh, yeah, <laughs> not, not that much. $35,000. No. I think we paid for Not even on the low end of that. 500 to see Madonna. I think that was the most I've ever paid. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. How much is a flight to a round trip flight to Atlanta? You could do for anywhere from maybe 65 bucks to 200, 220. And I mean, depending on where you're coming from. And this is the type of Super Bowl you want to go to one that's in a dome. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't want to risk rain or any other kind of weather. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Or cold. Yes. Like that Kansas city, new England game where they were playing and it felt like minus 15. No, thank you. So you figure lodging could cost you anywhere from 300 to $1,500. Uh, food, you got to factor that in 70 to 125 bucks getting around town, 19 to a hundred bucks entertainment, whatever you want to spend. So according to those estimates, you're looking at a grand total between $4,000 and $18,000, depending on how lean you go. Yeah, and why would you go lean? It's the Super Bowl. If you're going to do it. If it's yeah. that, if it means that much to you to do it. Do as, it right. As a fan, I mean, you know, the, the Patriots have been there a gajillion times, and the Saints haven't been there in a while, but... If the Bengals ever made it, I do feel like I would take out a loan because I would never know if they would ever get back there again in my yeah. lifetime. You know what I mean? For sure. As a fan, <laughs> wouldn't you pay? I would pay four grand to go to the Super Bowl if the Bengals were in it. Yeah. I How would. do you feel about you going to go to the UK, watch them there? <laughs> I don't know. I would love to. It's hard now that I have Penelope, but yeah. I think it would be so fun. And they're playing the Rams in LA or nice. in LA, in London. In London, right. All I will right. tell you who's not excited about it. Everyone that commented on our Facebook page because people were very, I was like, oh, this is so exciting. And people were like, this is not exciting. They still suck. That's where they got to send them. So people will watch this team to London. Aww, I know. I'm like, sad. Oh, still hurt. Well, we have to wait now two more weeks for them to announce who our new coach is going to be. Yeah. Right. Little young hottie. He is cute, he isn't is he? He is very cute. Really cute. The guy from the offensive coordinator from the Rams. Mm-hmm. He's 34, 35 years old. Bring on the new meat. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.